a total eclipse of a cat. Okay, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about NFT. Okay. <laughs> Cue like, you know, with a deep voice, NFT. Uh, so yeah, so I wanted to talk about NFT. Uh, it's been on the news for the last two, three weeks. And it changed your perception of reality and your ontological conception of the world. Yeah, pretty much. Before starting, like, what is NFT? It's, it stands for non-fungible token. It's Bitcoin, except each Bitcoin is different. And you can put anything on that Bitcoin. So for example... One token that is a token of my cat. One token that is a token of my computer. Is it like a coin, but instead of uh, the Queen of England, there is a picture of your cat on it, but virtual? <laughs> it's no, because like uh, NFT is an individual object. Two coins can be the exact same coins. Wait, no, two coins can't be the exact same coin because they are using different atoms. <laughs> But they can be the same. Uh, yeah. Two coins can can represent the, well. Two NFT can represent the same thing as well. But fuck. So it's just <laughs> like a coin. <laughs> okay, it's just like a coin, except that like this coin can be linked to any kind of non-real object. Like a coin. <laughs> no, but it's, it, it, I, I think we we should probably at some point later come back between the distinction between the atoms of the coin and what the coin represents, because I agree that in some sense the coins are all the same. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's intimately linked to what we're discussing here. So it's good to lay it out there. Before we move on from what it is, I have an actual like other phrasing and you correct me if it's wrong. Is it like buying a part of a blockchain? Like is an NFT like chunk of a blockchain that I buy and it's mine? Well, a part, like, it's a bit weird to say a part of a blockchain. You know what I mean? Most of NFTs are on the Ethereum blockchain. So what you're buying is, so the Ether is the actual, like, equivalent to Bitcoin, and this has monetary value. But you can attach to a transaction multiple stuff. So you can attach, like, a contract that says, whatever, this thing is mine, whatever contract you, you might invent. Like, or maybe you can you can even code some stuff on the Ethereum blockchain. So you can say, if Trump become president, this Ethereum goes to, like, whatever address. You can do that sort of things. And an NFT is basically a contract that says that you own something. Uh, you own something different than just like the ether okay so you don't own part of the blockchain but the blockchain registers your ownership of yeah something yes but like owning a blockchain doesn't make that much sense yeah because it's decentralized yeah what's interesting so, so the most well-known way to use nft before that was crypto kitty i don't know if you remember that but it was like all the phrase three four years ago you could buy like little kitten images and you can trade them and you could do nothing with them so that was like a, a big big website like two, three four years ago and like the most expensive kitten was 50 thousand euros or something as nfts right as nfts yeah what's okay. interesting with nfts is that you can use them on the website where you buy like the thing so like for example cryptokitty.com you can buy kittens you can exchange them you can see them but it's also on the asylum blockchain so it's you it's actually yours 
So you can do whatever you want with them. Like you can exchange them in another just on, like I can send you a CryptoKitty as a normal Ethereum transaction. Yeah. The use of the CryptoKitty is on the CryptoKitty website, but the actual ownership of, of it is on the blockchain. So that was the first use of it. And like, I found that like very, very interesting for games, for example, because you could think a trading card game online where you can own the cards outside of the game and do exchange. Like we can talk on Messenger and we can like, okay, let's trade those two cards and you don't need to go to the platform you can just like exchange them as a normal transaction okay what what the nft brings you in that regard uh compared to i guess what i'm guessing uh what wizard of the coast is already doing with magic online is that it's not a centralized database owned by someone right it's everyone knows that you own the kitty it's like an open source basically it's an open source database because trading card games already exist online but they are proprietary platforms what's nice with that it's it reflects how it works in the real world meaning like when you buy a magic card game you can do whatever you want with them like you can trade it against a pokemon card game if that's what you want you can like i don't know you can destroy it you can destroy an nft you can like you know what i mean you can do whatever you want with it and like that gives back that sense of like ownership yeah because because nobody's in control of the database that's interesting because in the real world when you do a trade like that or when you acquire a card there is no ledger it's like the only ledger is atoms is reality <laughs> so blockchain is kind of like a new reality warrantor in that sense constructing a new space that's a nice way to put it i think basically it creates scarcity because like a Yu-Gi-Oh card is real like there's an intrinsic scarcity of the object. So when you have one in your house, like there's one less in the world. So as you said, like reality is a warranter of like who owns what. I mean, scarcity is tied to the notion of uniqueness of the card. It's, it's more than scarcity, it guarantees unicity, which is like super scarcity. <laughs> yeah, it grants you uniqueness, even if it's not a unique object. Like exactly, like I think trading card game is the best example. There. Like multiple person can have like one card, but each card in the real life are. It's like the the example of the cons that you said before. Basically, each card is not unique because it represents the same thing, but each card is actually unique because the object is unique, and like it's the same thing there. Like an NFT can represent the same in-game card or in or whatever like object, but the NFT is unique. So it's kind of like a way to, to construct some sort of atoms on the blockchain that will constitute the virtual cards. Mm. <laughs> Because so you have several cards of the same Pokemon, but they all have different atoms. And in that sense, they are unique. Your NFT tokens are all unique because the blockchain gives them atom, <laughs> virtual atoms. Atom quality. That's a very nice way to like put it. I've never thought about that or hear that at all. We are constructing a new reality based on the ether. That's that's fun. <laughs> Not worrisome at all. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot imagine how this can go wrong. <laughs> It can't go well. It it went wrong, and like let me tell you why. So is it the part of why is it in the news? Yeah, here everyone can actually see kind of like the value on, of an NFT. It gives you ownership. You can trade it in another platform, and it's actually useful somehow in some sort of game of some sort of. It's useful, like it gives you usefulness. 
applications. <laughs> application. Yeah, it gives okay. you. Yeah, yeah. Like it has applications. Exists. It has applications. So right now, the biggest use of NFT, and when I say biggest, is like what is the most valued dollar-wise use of NFT is buying art. Dollar-wise and probably attention-wise, right? News are all about that. Not about trading cards. <laughs> it's about buying virtual art, like NFT of virtual art. Like the news was, if you didn't hear about it, the news was Beam, uh, an artist online that designed one thing every day for the last whatever years, created like NFTs for each of his artwork, and then he put them all together into kind of a poster. And he sold that at Christie's, which is the biggest one of the biggest auction house in the world, like art auction house in the world. And it went for $66 million. Dream job. What you're buying there, like everyone can like download the art. Everyone can see the art online. Everyone can print the art. Every, like it's an online image. Like it's a JPEG image that like everyone can access. People are buying the NFTs that represent that art. This NFT doesn't give them any specific right about the art that it's representing. It's not theirs. Like the artist still owns this. Well, it, it could be accompanied yeah, by any kind of right. It's just not necessarily, okay. What they are buying is a slot in the ledger saying like, oh, I want the auction. Yeah. So if it was like one, one occurrence where like someone, some artist say, oh, it's a fun artistic thing to do. Oh, you're buying a representation of a thing that I'm like, it's a fun, like we can talk about that. Like this has value in itself, like whatever, but it's not like people are buying pictures. <laughs> So the second biggest use in the US, a baseball or basketball, I can't remember, like basketball league are selling NFT of clips of sport action. You see this guy like throwing a ball well, and you can buy the NFT of this gift for like a massive amount of money, which doesn't mean that like anything, basically the gift is not. Yeah. So what do you think those people who buy this get for themselves in so, return? So, so we sport. It's just like pure social standing thing. <laughs> But that's the thing. That, that's what I wanted to talk about is I don't, I really, I've tried to think about it alone and I needed someone to talk about it with because like I just like my brain is <laughs> okay. not able so. to comprehend why. If, if it was you buy the gift or whatever, and then it's yours and no one can use it anymore, like it's actually yours, then okay, fine. Like that makes sense to me, like whatever. But this is not what it is. Like you'll just buy the representation of the art on a ledger. Yeah. But the guys that own the art can recreate an NFT. Yeah, yeah. So... And like no one is checking if like it's yours or not. So I can... Tomorrow I can create an NFT of the same piece of art. Yes, but you won't be the first... Uh, like it will sell for less because it, you won't have the social prestige of being the, uh, the first buyer of that. We went so far into... Abstraction. <laughs> Like, who has $66 million dollars to spend on nothing? Okay, yeah, the, the price is, is a bit fucked up uh, coming from the, the fact that capitalism has gone a bit wonky. No, but, but like, you, I, I saw, like, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, that could be used as, like, Patreon. 
Meaning like, for example, our podcast, we could sell NFTs of each episode and that could like be a nice little way to support people. Yeah, that's, that was my very first reaction when you mentioned sports team. Uh, like maybe those people just want to throw away money and give to the team and don't really care what they get in return. But I don't think that's what this is. <laughs> so I th is it the part where I, I explain to you what it is? <laughs> Uh, with pleasure. So when people, I think, I'm just going to go in, but when people buy a piece of art and display it in their house, they don't really actually give a shit about the art. They just want to own a Picasso and impress whoever comes to visit or make them feel good about themselves when they watch it or, or whatever. It's not about the piece itself. It's about what it represents, the social standing, the social position. And so you can say, oh, I own a Picasso, I'm, uh, I'm well off, or impress the neighbors. And here, so the, what really seems a bit tough with this is like, how can you, the important part of this is that it's on display either yeah. for you or for your neighbors. Like it's a display of wealth, a display of, it's a, a proof of social standing, you know, it's a currency of social standing. And if it stays locked in a, in an attic, like nobody cares. Yeah. So my question with these NFT transactions is, how well there must be some kind of a service that will assert that you own this i guess then you can say to everyone oh i own nyan cat and like you're buying bragging rights <laughs> essentially but it's just like one step removed the, the the picasso is not on your wall anymore it's in the blockchain where nobody's ever gonna check but it's, it's not one step removed it's like twenty thousand steps removed i mean if you want to check it's there are you sure there's no service to check the thing is like it's not even yours that's what like fuck me up a bit it's like you buy what represent it on the blockchain Yes, but I, so first, I don't think the people that bought it necessarily understand the distinction. And second, I don't think it matters either because if you buy the Nyan Cat at the auction, you're the first person to ever buy Nyan Cat at the auction and you get this bragging right. I don't think people care about owning uh, the Nyan Cat per se. Like this is about the bragging right that comes with it. And the bragging right is actually transferred from like, I own this to I did the transaction first. Like mm. in a YouTube comment section <laughs> when you say first. <laughs> Except for $60 million. So basically, it's a stunt. Well, it's bragging rights. <laughs> it's as close as you get to directly buying social standing. You can imagine like a uh, social coin instead of Dogecoin or Bitcoin, and you buy that directly. It's basically the same thing, but a little bit veiled. I think mm. in 10 years, we won't see the difference. <laughs> So it's like not cute. Like basically there's two things, like either that and or like just an investment thinking that buying an NFT of 69 million will put more value into it because it's a fun stunt. I don't think it's gonna gain value. Oh, but it's the scarcity makes it valuable. But I mean, it's the only NFT know. that is worth 69 million and for it, it must be worth 200 million. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but there's there's probably not gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of such cases in the future. I, I don't know. Like there's this whole website. Like so, is like this artist thingy, 
NFT. Well, I can't remember the website. Like, I wanted to, like, to be honest, I wanted to create, like, I had this idea for, like, a long time ago, and I thought, like, well, I don't know what to do with, like, I wanted to create NFT for every colors. Uh, so with the RGB, like, 255, 250, whatever. And I was like, well, I don't have any use for it, and I couldn't find use for the color. So I'm like, okay, that's useless. No one will buy it. And then I saw that, and I was like, okay, maybe I should just create these NFTs and like put them on the marketplace just to see what happened. And but like to create an account, you need to buy. Yeah, I'm given to understand that these things are not cheap to make, and I I've seen a bunch of artists against it against it for envi environmental reasons. Well, yeah. SIM is now like the thing. The thing with block like so that, but like we already talked about that. Like basically, there's two ways that a blockchain work: proof of stake and proof of work. Proof of work is not good for the environment. Like it takes too much energy. Proof of stake takes like basically no energy. And so SIM is not yet on on proof of stake, but it will become proof of stake kind of well it's been two years that they say they, they will transfer to proof of stake it's not there yet whatever too complicated another subject of the thing but once it's on proof of stake it won't have any energy issue yeah then you're left with only ethical issues <laughs> what do you mean ethical but, uh, this this is the whole well about about bitcoin in general i don't really care but about nft it's as close as we've gotten to ex to buying and exchanging nothingness basically like you know what mark said about like commodity becoming i don't remember what he said but the ultimate stage of capitalism we are getting there like it was already pretty dodgy with like speculation about investment on startups that do basically nothing and like software engineering that basically reinvents the wheel every every month no we're literally buying nothing <laughs> For 60 million we're buying the action to buy so <laughs> this but that's amazing to be honest like because it's actually is that it's actually there's only can be one person that buy it it's you're buying a transaction that is defined by a jpeg yeah i mean the jpeg is nothing it's just a pretense i i, I yeah The JPEG doesn't matter. The JPEG doesn't exist. It's like uh, the it's like the Picasso or the the startup investment. It doesn't actually like matter what it is. Now we are just dropping the pretense one step further. <laughs> because the mm, because I think like my my issue is that I think there's might be an interesting like basically the idea is interesting. Like okay, I've created a virtual piece of art as an artist i want to sell it which makes sense like i want i want to to make a living with it and i want so i want to sell it somehow the problem with virtual art is you can duplicate it as much as you want so like what are you actually buying? well not really though i would argue that the virtual art is actually unreproducible because it's a disk state that so there is either it's reproducible infinity if you consider that it's the picture or you consider that it's the disk state and it's not reproducible at all with nft now you get a third option that well no because it's not really at all about the art it's just about like x gave y x money for this pretense I mean, it's not very different from selling a JPEG with a contract saying, oh, you can't duplicate it. Except here, the contract is guaranteed, notarized by the blockchain in a way. I think it would make 
like for example for the nf like the sporting if you transfer a card of whatever you're buying outside of the website we remove <laughs> we, we remove your ownership of the nft which makes no fucking sense like it makes no fucking sense <laughs> well you could uh you could have in the ledger a transaction from themselves to themselves that say uh oh transaction number 42 is cancelled mm. But not sure that has any meaning. <laughs> uh, it's a ledger. It's a com- it's a shared ledger that I mean you can basically write anything in, right? So you can say like, oh, this guy can do whatever he wants with the JPEG, and then you can say, oh, this guy cannot do anything at all with the JPEG, and <laughs> it's just a very weird way to cement that information <laughs> mm. i don't know like it's I, I think like i don't know why my brain doesn't want to accept but yeah like literally like right now i'm on an art website called artblocks.io and they're like oh look at this like little spiral thingy and they've minted 1000 nft so i think most people use it without really understanding it fully like as a proof of scarcity mm. but it doesn't change it's just like oh uh i'm gonna send 1000 jpeg and each one comes with a contract of authenticity but now the contract has is actually like notarized in a way whereas before uh I guess people did not take this kind of contract seriously or there was no legal <laughs> place for buying a JPEG. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And this, the, the, the thing is like, uh, if you're like, uh, blockchains are global, so it doesn't really depend on the law of your country, though like the law of your country can have different interpretations of the ledger. Mm. No, no, but like, yeah, my brain doesn't want to, to understand that like you're not buying anything. There's a bug in my brain. Why? I mean, most money transaction don't make any kind of sense <laughs> what do, like oh like when when facebook buys startups to shut them off they're like not really buying anything but yeah they're buying the right to shut them off they're buying an effect <laughs> <laughs> no but like it's like saying like for example like i think like some people will say what's the difference between this and a bitcoin w- which like you can argue, yeah, it seems like it's pretty much the same thing. But for me, like a Bitcoin, an ESA, whatever, don't have the pretense of representing something. Well, the the thing is, there is no such thing as a Bitcoin, right? It's everyone's amount of Bitcoin wallet. What do you mean? It's just, uh, we, we talk about Bitcoin as a shorthand for some kind of fluid currency saying like oh you have two i have one and then we exchange or whatever but it's not like so in that sense it's a bit different i guess but not when you buy an nft it's kind of like you do a, tra- a bitcoin transaction saying oh no no take backs no backsies <laughs> i give you one this one doge coin and no backsies <laughs> This episode is brought to you by cats. Cats are fluffy and nice. Try cats. So the the first thing that like this whole thing made me think of is, and I think we talked about that on the podcast, like 
a few episodes ago, maybe five, six episodes ago, which was a banana on the wall art piece. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you remember, but basically an artist in an exhibition of some sort put a banana on a wall with duct tape. And obviously the banana would rot, so he would remove the banana and put a new one, like every, whatever, like six hours or whatever. And he was selling the art piece. And he sold, it sold for like an insane amount of money, I can't remember. And the art piece in that case was? Was a piece of paper that said, here's how to put that art piece together, which was literally, you take a banana, you buy duct tape, and you put the banana on a white wall. Kind of like a patent or a recipe. And I don't know. And that didn't give you a clue that people were exchanging money against nothingness. <laughs> But the thing with that is like, it gave you the right for your personal home or whatever. I think it doesn't make sense. But for museum, I think it makes sense. Well, it doesn't make sense because why would you need a fucking piece of paper to put that shit together? Like, well, yeah, the, the, yeah. the thing is exactly like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone can put, can do that, but then you have the piece of paper that grants the authenticity. And it's exactly like NFT, except that... Uh, yeah, it's it's literally the same thing. It's literally the same thing, actually. Because like it's reproducible, like it's no scarce at all. Like everyone can put that together. It's it's exactly like NFT. Like there's actually no difference, no? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and in a way, it, it allows scarcity and price of information, question mark, maybe? Because then you can, like, the, the blockchain cements your, your purchase of this uh, patent or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's never, it's not going to matter until someone puts, a puts their own banana on the wall, yeah. claims to be original, And lives in a country where the document uh, is legally valid. Is valid. Uh, <laughs> and even then, right. like you can argue that it's not the same because whatever. Because it's not the same atoms. No, it's it. I mean, the 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 paper says like in abstraction that uh, you own the concept of putting a banana on the wall, or something like that. Like, I, then you can weasel your way out of it saying I wasn't... You men are so weird. We are a weird species. Like, first we create money and then we decide that you can buy concepts. It's a very weird Yeah, thing. that's that's where I'm lost, to, to be honest. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not even knowledge. It's like a literal concept. Is ooh. I'm buying the concept of, like, this glass. Not this glass, any glass on the desk. I mean, intellectual property is already pretty dodgy pretty and up, no. nonsensical at times. And this is just enlightening, put, shedding light on the fact that intellectual property makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, maybe it was not that interesting of a topic then. It just like... Oh, I think it was. I think it was pretty nice. I didn't realize that we were creating an ontology on top of the existing one. <laughs> It's a bit scary. <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't do much, so... Like, it's not that. I think, like, w w one last thing is that we don't talk about. I have the feeling that, like, this is what's actually happening there. It's people are trying to evade tax, and that's a nice way to do that. Well, then it's just like, uh, isn't, doesn't it become just a cryptocurrency then? Yeah, but it's less. Because the legality of anything blockchain is a bit weird, I think, being one step removed like you don't own any cells that it was two thousand dollars you own a piece of nothing which is 
that people value a lot, but like then you can say like, oh, this is this thing is valued like 10 millions. For the law, it's it's a, maybe a bit one. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the politician that has to design the law to tax literally nothing. But <laughs> 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 well, it's okay. It's for rich people, so they they're not gonna get taxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, <laughs> no. But like I'm like that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure like a lawyer of of that person that like owns that shit for 60 million. Well, like, maybe it's a good idea to buy this shit for 60 million because like. And maybe I think like that would make more sense to me than the like, bragging right. <laughs> I mean that is a very down to earth re- the down to earth uh, interpretation. That is also probably very true. I just didn't want that like stone unturned. I do. So my my uh, my prognostics is that most. NFTs will go down in value, except maybe the very first one or two. Two or three most famous or firsts might, because the, the NFT itself may be scarce, but then NFTs as a whole won't be scarce, so <laughs> they'll become just tax evasion. And so tax evasion and new ontology. I, I like the fact that you're getting more and more into the abstract that than we've never gone before. Like yeah, but yeah. If you if you will, we are purely in the in buying, exchanging noumenal objects. Like I don't know, I completely idealized things. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fun. But I think it goes with because we created a world where ninety five percent of our life is just information. Like we need to find a way to monetize it somehow, I guess. Well, uh, okay, ninety percent of our life is information, and one hundred percent of our life is monetization because you don't necessarily need to put capitalism on top of information. You are postulating an axiom of capitalism and market-based life. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that because the life that we're living on right now. Uh, and I think for the purpose of that conversation, like, I, I mean, like, we can discuss about, like, a world where, like, whatever, like, money doesn't exist and blah, blah. But then, like, what is the use of an NFT? None. Exactly, which is why I was a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit reluctant to talk no, about but, it. But, like, actually, no, you could think of of like a world without money where like for games it makes a lot of sense <laughs> it still makes a lot of sense you create fake money well you create yeah. atoms virtual atoms from their scarcity and then you can create a new universe where scarcity but if you're gonna simulate a new universe you might as well like not simulate the scarcity yeah scarcity is useless <laughs> <laughs> clearly F- F- <laughs> <laughs> For the guys that listen to us that will create a universe in a few months, <laughs> please don't put scarcity in it, yeah. I guess. I mean, if you're in a utopia where money doesn't exist and there is no scarcity, maybe you can recreate it through NFT, but maybe you might not want to do that. <laughs> but to be honest, like, wouldn't you want some... Or just to have fun. <laughs> and actually, we are just in a game that a post-scarcity civilization is simulating just to have fun and s- make us suffer. <laughs> but I mean, like, the thing with non-scarcity society or civilization, there's still some kind of scarcity. Meaning, like, art is always scarce, for example. Well, the, 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 you don't necessarily have... Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Maybe post-scarcity is not the right term. Maybe post-ownership is a better term. <laughs> but yeah, because, like, I was thinking about Star Trek, for yeah. example, and, like, clearly, there's no scarcity, but, like, there's ownership, I guess. I'm not sure. I haven't watched Star Trek that much, to be honest. Okay, 
Are we done with the NFT conversation? Feel like we're kind of are, if you don't have any other points. I don't know, like the thing that we say right at the start of the episode completely. Well, then that's good. Isn't that what we want out of an episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was very soon after starting it. <laughs> very early, yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit sad. Like I would have preferred for it to like end with that. As a conclusion. Yeah, do you want to do the conclusion? Yeah. But what, so what was it at the very beginning that we were talking about? Like coins are all coins, but they have different atoms. Ooh. And the bitcoins are all bitcoins, but they have different ledger transactions. And NFT ties up to all that. And NFT is a very interesting window into what capitalism applied to ideas. <laughs> apply to concept can yield and it may or may not create a shared ontology on top of the existing one <laughs> we might be creating virtual atoms it's funny because yeah if you run a simulation you would run it on a machine but here what's what's the difference between like the simulation that runs on your server and the simulation that runs on the blockchain really there's no difference in itself except that it's public it's just wider scale it's wider scale and it's completely public like meaning no one owns it which make all the difference yeah but you can imagine a public machine you can imagine what a uh, public machine Oh, I mean, it is a concept that makes sense to yeah, but <laughs> it's a machine that no one owns. Yeah, yeah, no, but like the concept makes sense, but like the only way as humans that we found to do that is actually blockchain. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not saying it's realistic under the the circumstances. Yeah. No, no, but like the thing is like you're saying what's the difference between these two objects, and like these two objects are the same thing. It's just like the blockchain is a way, yeah, is the only way that we found to do that concept. Okay, so can we say that blockchain is a way out of capitalism? No. no. Well, well, <laughs> if if it's it's a way to do a public good under capitalism. I have I have this amazing book called Crypto Communism. Yeah, I need to read it. It seems like a good title. I'll tr maybe I'll try to read it before we do the comment section. <laughs> and we can come back to it because right now in this episode since it's our new format we didn't uh, address previous comments. We would be happy to continue the discussion with you. <laughs> on our subreddit mostly or on Twitter but Twitter is never good for long form conversation or in email in, if you want to be private or I think oh we have a YouTube too but that's also not good for conversation or oh, send us an NFT with your eye <laughs> send us an NFT with, our, with an iTunes 5 star review you, you know what like rate us 5 stars on iTunes and then send us a, an Ethereum ledger token that proves that you did it <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I didn't say the address. It's all uh, not daily podcasts without spaces. And now you can actually find us on iTunes. And it's only been one month because apparently before I didn't work. And we'll see you next time. But not tomorrow.